Welcome to the Real Time Roots Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Diel, and today we have a very special guest with us. So our guest today is Justin Hines. Justin has been in the entertainment industry since 2007, and he has made an amazing shift in his home from Ontario all the way across the country to British Columbia. And I asked Justin to come in today to talk about Roots with us. Welcome, Justin. Thanks so much. So, Justin, tell us a little bit about your background. You've been in the entertainment industry since you were a young guy, and you have how many records? Uh, I guess five now. Five Five records. records. You started when you were really young with a YouTube hit, is that right? Yeah, I mean, something like that. My my grandmother was an amazing singer. She was um, an Irish lady, and she basically had me singing since I was, you know, out of the womb. And then when I was a teenager, I kind of got serious about doing it full time. And uh, there was a, a video that we did for a station called YTV here in Canada. And it's like a sort of a youth oriented station. It was like a music video that was very well received by kids. And I think that gave me sort of a launching pad to, to kind of do this full time. And how old were you when you did that? Uh, I think I was about 13 when I came out. Wow. So you started at 13. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty amazing. And yeah. when when did you sign your first contract with a record company? So I took a bunch of years sort of developing and learning from, uh, you know, well-respected people in the industry and just started to become my own kind of artist. And by the time I was in my mid-20s, uh, I guess I drew the attention of, uh, you know, some people that could take me to the next level and I was fortunate enough to to get a record deal during during that time so it was a very exciting time in my life because it was kind of like the culmination of everything I was hoping for as a kid coming to life so it was it was a beautiful time fantastic you wrote all your own songs right yeah I got really interested in uh songwriting from a almost like a therapy standpoint at first it became like an outlet for me and I I preferred to kind of stay in my home and and do that rather than being like the super social kids so um, it was just an amazing uh, sort of therapeutic medium for me and uh, I was fortunate that it became a career. Fantastic fantastic so you've got five records you're in Ontario you have a very successful career most most singers do not get five records (laughs) and and then all of a sudden you and your wife decided to uproot from Ontario and move to BC what was going on there? Well, I guess at that point, um, I'd been in the industry for, I guess, 20-something years, and uh, my health wasn't as strong. Uh, as a little bit of a backdrop. My, I have a condition called Larson syndrome, and basically it's a, a joint disorder, and it's, uh, it keeps me in a wheelchair. So my journey was kind of unique compared to most of my colleagues in the music business. And I think at that point, I'd just gotten a bit, uh, a bit tired, and my body was kind of saying that it couldn't really continue on with the crazy schedule and the, the traveling. At that point, we'd... We're traveling every week and new country and new city, new state. So it was kind of a just a chaotic lifestyle we were living. And my wife was heavily involved in the hospitality industry. And we just came to a point where there seemed to be like an organic kind of stop where our minds and bodies were like, let's let's change this up a bit. And we want a different uh, a different look for our our lives. So we, you know, just made the decision to and it was a tough one to kind of say goodbye to our family and friends in Ontario and move basically across the entire country to uh, to BC. And it was a big, uh, big decision, but it was one we didn't uh, uh, take lightly. But by the same token, we were kind of just open to, to all possibilities. We really 
wanted to have a life where things felt manageable and like we were controlling it rather our logistics controlling us. So yeah, it's an interesting time. So you left a chaotic, exciting, fast-paced lifestyle and you were in Toronto, is that right? Yeah. So big city. Toronto's the second biggest city in Canada. So you left the big city life with lots of things happening and moved to small town BC. That's right. That is a huge change in lifestyle. It is for sure. So what attracted you to the rural lifestyle? Well, at the time, and I think it's still true to this day, Ontario, wonderful place, like don't get me wrong, but um, it's kind of the land of opportunity. So if you're looking to achieve in business or entertainment or any of those kind of things, it's a great place to be. And you know, we really appreciated the success we'd had there. But at the end of the day, we just wanted a different lifestyle. And it didn't seem like Toronto or Ontario was going to be able to kind of satisfy that for us. So we looked at moving to Savannah's hometown of Grand Forks, which is a very small community with enough going on that it still feels like you're not too isolated, but you kind of are in the bigger picture. So we were really sort of uh, gravitating towards the thought of having a life that we could just, you know, uh, set our own timelines and just kind of be in our own clock. And yeah, where we moved to provided that for us. And we there's a lot of unknowns. We weren't sure what we were going to do or what life was going to look like. We just knew that that's for whatever reason where we were being called to be. So, so you moved from Ontario and you moved to where your wife grew up. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, but you didn't just move and sit back and do nothing. You actually started a business. Yeah, we did. So yeah. and and in the hospitality industry, you, you opened an amazing creative coffee shop that really adds to our community. Oh, thanks. Talk talk a little bit about the boardroom cafe. So being on the road a lot. You're kind of trying to find ways to keep yourself entertained. And Savannah and I, my wife, we uh, we got really excited about board games for whatever reason during that time. And we always kind of fantasized about what would it be like to like start our own space where people could just play board games and eat and drink coffee and just kind of be themselves. And we, we always had this in the back of our minds. It's like a sort of a fantasy thing. And uh, when we got to Grand Forks, you know, there was a building for sale that uh, my wife's father had built originally back in the 80s and it was the perfect size and you know we had the you know resources to pull it off and we just completely took a leap of faith and said you know what this could absolutely fail but we might regret not sort of jumping on this opportunity to do it now and thankfully the the community has been very uh supportive of it and just got behind it for whatever reason and yeah it, it kind of uh, established us into this community we got to know people and uh we, we became like part of the fabric of this place and uh, that was such a great um it, it made the transition where we came from uh it made it feel real and right and worthwhile so i'm really glad we did it and so you you didn't just move into the community and then wonder what you were going to do you actually had a dream of what you were going to do before you came and do you think the cafe helped you put down roots oh for sure like like i said it sort of connected us to people and i think that's the big, I don't say lesson, but just the biggest thing to come out of our transition from where we were is just now we're just so connected to a community and a body of people that you know, we didn't really have in Ontario. We knew a lot of people in Ontario and we were friends with a lot of people, but there wasn't that like, um, you know, gotta do anything for you mentality 
that we had with people. It was more just like we enjoyed hanging out with. But really, at the end of the day, we were looking for that kind of connection. And I think starting cafe, it just it just really uh, pointed us in the direction of people that we would end up becoming, you know, incredibly close with. And uh, even just like customers in general, just seeing them every day in the cafe was such a, you know, a blessing and a big part of our existence. And uh, yeah, it's great. So you've recently made a change, though, another transition where you started putting down roots, you you created this awesome um, meeting place in the community, the Boardroom Cafe. And recently you made a big change even with that. It's sort of pulling up roots again, but not quite as hard because you're still in our community. Tell me what went through your mind about that and, and where you're going now. So I think my wife and I are both firm believers of knowing when the right time to make a change is. And um, there comes that moment where it's things kind of reach their peak. And I think a lot of people tend to kind of hang on past that peak and to where things become a chore and things become um, overdone and monotonous. And we didn't really want to get to that point with the cafe. So kind of in its height of, uh, I guess you would say success. I don't know what the word is, but just it felt like we were kind of reached our peak. It just felt like it was time to to let somebody else kind of take over the reins and, you know, and be the new faces of the place. And uh, I don't know how to put this. My wife and I are quite ambitious people. We love new challenges and new, um, you know, new circumstances to kind of sink our teeth into. So she discovered that while being a manager of this cafe, that she really loved uh, assisting people in their daily issues and their daily lives. So she ended up becoming a counselor and she's doing that sort of full-time going to be starting up a, a wellness center in the coming years and you know i think she's so perfect for that role but she would have never discovered that had it not been for the cafe so you know we're so blessed to have sort of discovered that for her and for myself um i've kind of missed being uh creative that, that's been such a big part of my life and that's been missing for the last you know seven or so years so I want to help other businesses discover their creativity, discover what they're capable of, and help them find their voices in the community. So basically the business that I'm working with now and some of my partners is to be that voice. So create a language for for businesses to use in their social media, in their videos, and all their marketing and everything. So to give them, it's, it's kind of like branding, but it's really just giving them a presence and letting them kind of shine and be uh, them and shine a spotlight on on what they bring to the tables. That's that's kind of what we're working on right now. So let's flesh that out a bit more. What does that look like? So basically we're gonna offer different divisions so that the four people that are involved in the business all have different uh, skill sets. So for instance, I, I'm i pretty decent at uh, things like editing and producing uh, videos and podcasts because that's just something I've been getting into the last few years. So that'll be sort of my end of, th- my end of things and then we have somebody else that has a background in film and television and marketing, so they'll be involved with, with helping uh, create marketing plans for businesses. And we have a social media person, and we have somebody that does websites. So we're just going to be like a one-stop shop for businesses to really discover what the potential is for their their marketing abilities. So each one of us has a different skill set that we can offer the business, and depending on what they need and want. So and eventually, we'd like to get doing our own content that's completely separate from from you know the business we work with we want to kind of do our own um whether it be uh you know uh, short form or long form videos or just our own marketing campaigns for businesses that maybe don't even exist just something we want to have fun with so we, we have big dreams and we're still you know fleshing out the details but that's where we're going with all this 
That sounds like fun. It is a lot of fun. It's already been fun, just the brainstorming sessions and the, just the creative writing tables that we've had. It's been a blast. I'm loving it. That's great. That's yeah. great. So let's let's back up a bit and talk about roots. What do roots mean to you? For me, it's it's not so much about the place itself. It's about the connections you forge when you're in a community. So, you know, we're lucky that we have a you know a home that we really love and really comfortable in, and it's my wife's old childhood house. So, um, her father built it. It's got a lot of history and it feels really great. But if we didn't have that, I feel like just being in this town and being connected to the people that we're connected to, to me, that's roots. Like they're transplantable, but it's really about the people. So it's funny because my family's kind of following me here. My, my mom moved out here a couple of years back. My brother's talking about moving here. We have, you know, friends that are considering making the jump. So it's interesting how people have gravitated towards what we've gravitated towards over the last, you know, six years we've been here. So for me, it's just about just that, you know, connection to know that if something went wrong in your life you'd have a village of people to to support you through it so for me that's kind of what the concept of roots is for our life so for you roots is the community that you you've built around yourself yes absolutely people you can trust and people who trust you yeah and you know i'll, I'll say this if you don't mind but um my my journey is interesting in the sense that i'm very dependent on people like my, i don't exist um without a community of people supporting me so somebody in my situation like somebody in a wheelchair typically they have to devote so much energy and time to just existing and surviving whereas you know because there's been a village planted around me my entire life i've been able to thrive and like live a very productive fulfilled meaningful life and it doesn't exist without the people around me so i believed in this concept since i was a little kid because i've seen how firsthand this works and it's funny because you know people see me the individual as an inspiration but at the end of the day the inspiration part of my journey it's not me individually it's me because of my people that's the inspiring part so i just don't exist without those folks so i i firmly believe in, in watering and, and nurturing those roots and, and the people that you know keep you thriving that's beautiful that's beautiful so much love surrounding you too it's bananas <laughs> i and... don't know what i did to deserve that but i'm really I'm pretty grateful at this point in my life. That's that's amazing. And I know your wife personally, too, and she's an amazing person as well. I agree. <laughs> totally agree. So you described yourself as a jester when we were talking <laughs> at the beginning of this. Tell me a little bit about where that's coming from. Well, I don't think people in my situation are really expected to be the funny people, the funny person. We're just kind of, you know, cute and cuddly and you know people want to help people in wheelchairs but at the end of the day some of us you know enjoy humor and I'm definitely one of those people and I, I don't know I always thought it was kind of fun to sort of change people's you know narrative of me based on you know what they probably see at first glance I always like sort of flipping that on its head and, and kind of challenging people and coming up with humor that sort of kind of catches them off guard and it's weird it has this sort of like disarming effects like I feel like when I crack a good joke around somebody they they almost become at ease because I, I try to show that I'm pretty comfortable in my own skin and I would love for them to you know feel that and experience that and hopefully feel it for themselves like feel comfort in their own skin so I, I, I'm really at peace with my situation and I like sort of breaking down that um, you know mold of, of sympathy that people I think naturally tend to have for people in my situations so I like kind of changing that a little bit. So I use humor as, as a tool to kind of break down those walls. And I, I love comedy, so it works out good. 
You love comedy. I do love comedy, yeah. What's your favorite? My favorite type of comedy? I like challenging comedy. Comedy that, like, at first glance doesn't seem like comedy, but kind of when you think about it, it really is kind of humorous. I like the comedy that kind of, you know, stirs something but kind of slow boils. (laughs) I don't really have an example off the top of my head, but I can give an example. I used to tell the story when I was on stage, actually, that uh, um, the, the, the biggest part of my show would be the choreography um so people you know should look out for that and then all i would do is just do a slow spin in my wheelchair right <laughs> and just see if there's any reaction and at first it'd be kind of awkward and people would just be dead silent but then 10 seconds later it would just take one person to crack up and then the rest of the audience would like kind of warm up to it so i like that kind of humor it's kind of catches you off guard but then when you think about it it's quite humorous so it's kind of like that. a dad joke yeah, like a really bad, like, slow burn dad joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I know you like dad jokes. I do. I do a good, yeah, I, I do Groaners. enjoy a good dad joke. Yeah. Groaners. My dad was good at the dad jokes, so I think I learned from the best. <laughs> you want to ask you a question? Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so I've had the chance to work with you now for a little while. We've done some fun projects together, like this podcast. What are your thoughts on people, like, uprooting and then replanting and that whole concept? We did that, too. We we used to live in, well, I used to live in Toronto. My mom did that when I was 10, and we moved to BC. Um, and then my husband and I did that as well about 20 years ago, uprooted from Vancouver and moved out here as well. Um, for me, it was not so much about community, but it was about being self-reliant and not not being dependent on for us what was happening in the city wasn't good um we had three kids coming into teenage up to adult and at one point as we were talking that it didn't feel safe in our community anymore two young men pulled guns on each other right in front of me um i was out working in the garden and i looked up and and I don't know if they saw me looking at them and they did it to freak me out or what, but they pulled guns on each other. Wow. And uh, I went in the house and called the police. And um, they, and at that point, I thought, this isn't the neighborhood I want to raise my children in. Mm. And at that time, um, Robin's mom had just passed away. And so we inherited a little bit of money. And that seemed like the perfect time to leave the city. And uh, and we sold what we had in the city and moved out here. Wow. And um, it, for me, um, not being in the entertainment industry, it was a little harder to uh, really grow the community around us. So I appreciate what you said about how you guys managed to build community around. Maybe we needed to buy a restaurant or something. We're, we're much, you're right in town and we're much more rural. So we have to make an intention to... Um, you know, leave the coziness of our hearth fire and come into town and really connect with people. So, and are you sort of introverted by nature? So it's. Kind of, I am yeah. super introverted by I nature. Um, I I would be. I I joked when the COVID lockdowns first happened that I'd practiced my entire life for this moment. <laughs> You're building up to the stat. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, it it was a happy place at first until it went on for three years. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and I. I one of the things with the lockdowns showed me that I really need to actually make that effort to get into town and to connect with people more. Mm. Um, so our roots are established, but that doesn't mean we're fruitful. 
Mm. And I think there's two parts to that. One is you set down roots, but then you want to be fruitful as well in your relationships. Mm. And I think that's something that we could work on, especially for this new year. Interesting. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. How about you? Do you find that you have roots and you're starting to be fruitful? Oh, for sure. Like, um, I can't envision being anywhere else now. Like, this this totally feels like my home. But by the same token, I want to keep my mind open to, to any possibility because I think that's what brought me here in the first place. So I always right. want to leave that space for something, you know, else. But for now, yeah, this definitely feels like where we want to be for the rest of our lives, you know. But again, who knows, right? Yeah, yeah, the whole your whole life is a long time. That's right. You got How, it. You, you can see usually, well, for us, I mean, I can see maybe the next year or the next two years, but I can't see beyond that. Absolutely. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. So I really love what you guys created with the cafe, and I loved getting to know you through the cafe. Um, yeah, I, I think you. that that what you've created really brought um, something beneficial and valuable to our community, um, giving us a meeting place and a place where kids can go and have fun and families can go and have fun. Nice. So I've appreciated that and I've appreciated getting to know you um, by doing the podcast with you. Um, that's been really fun as well. So, And for our listeners, Justin actually was the person that set up the podcast for us, got the formatting going, and helped us for the last three seasons do our podcast. And now he has decided to move on to a new adventure. And I'm excited for that. I, I wish him well. And I think that I'm excited to see what you guys are going to do next. Well, thanks for putting up with me for, for this time period. I appreciate it. It's been beautiful. <laughs> so thanks for joining me today and, yeah, and doing the interview with me. I appreciate that. And we like to leave our listeners with a, a practical thing that they can do. So I want to suggest that you head over to YouTube, look up Justin Hines, and enjoy some of his beautiful music. I won't be offended if you don't enjoy it. <laughs> you will enjoy it. Okay. It's really good, especially his Christmas concerts. Those are really amazing. Thank you very much. So thanks for joining me today. And thank you listeners for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And also please like and subscribe. Thanks very much. Bye for now.